praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For the past two years, from the onset of this ministry, I said to those who were gathered that God has instructed me to pioneer a church that will build a people who live on the word of God alone independent of any material through which or by which God's anointing, God's power, God's grace is communicated. What does that mean? God has used various media. If you want to understand it better, maybe let me use the word mediums. But the plural is media. He has used various media to administer his power. He has used all kinds of media. And one such medium in the Bible, which we're going to use today, is a medium called oil. Someone say oil. Oil. For me, as a person, when the Lord asks me to pioneer international prayer resort ministries, he said to me, and I'm saying it to you today, that yes, I have used all these media, but ultimately where I'm taking my people to, the body of Christ, that is where I would want you to begin from. And the ultimate goal of God is that the church will be brought to the place of what scripture calls the unity of faith. The unity of faith is not about putting together various religions. But unity of faith is where we are all at the same level of faith operating what scripture calls the greatest faith. Hallelujah. When we have all been brought up from weak faith to great faith, then we are united in the faith. Are you there? Yes, Lord. So right from the onset, my assignment has been to do exactly what God told me to do. And that is why for the past two years, ever since this ministry started, I have never used any other medium apart from God's word to administer his anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember, Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Some say faith, faith comes, comes by hearing. By hearing. So, as the word of God has been taught for these two years, you, you can examine yourself and you realize that faith has come. Faith has been built into you. You may not be at the same level of faith that you were at ever since this ministry started. If you can be sincere to yourself, you will discover that faith has been built in you. A certain understanding has been built in you. And so we are all growing. Are you there? Yes, Lord. But regardless of the fact that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, there are some people, I'll show you the scripture very soon, 
there are some people no matter what is done as far as communicating God's word to build faith is concerned they belong to the class called the Thomases hallelujah amen the Thomases will always want to relate with God through their senses we don't live by our senses we live by faith for the just shall live by faith yet God in his wisdom has seen that no matter what we have done for the past two years there are still people who belong to the Thomas group they are in the minority though yet God loves them and must be taken care of as well such people would want something that will let me use the word augment their faith something that will become like a conduit through which you know they believe that once that conduit is there then the anointing will be administered without such material without such conduit such people will hardly believe like the thomases are you there yes, god sir. spoke to me somewhere in july or thereabout when I started talking about anointing service, that was when God spoke to me. I've forgotten the man exactly, but he said, take care of these ones as well. And so I said, God, how? Then he showed me that organize an anointing service. And that is the reason for this service today. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I said in Ephesians chapter 4, Bible talks about the fact that the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers have been given to the body of Christ to bring us to you know bible says to build us up to train us up until we all come to the unity of the faith to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ so we are all being built up one day i believe before jesus comes if really the church is the light of the world and the salt of the earth if the church is the answer to the world's problems then i believe that before jesus comes the body of christ will be brought to that place amen. called the unity of the faith amen this is not the same as what the antichrist would seek to do the antichrist philosophy of unity will not be what we are talking about his philosophy will be to put together various religions under one umbrella where christians muslims shintoism anything that you can talk about all of you come under one umbrella atheists everybody come under one umbrella it is called ecumenism but god's concept of unity is not ecumenism God's concept of unity is that I am at a great level of faith you are at a great level of faith and together we are united at that level we will beat this world I'm telling you Amen. at that level it will be said like it was said about Apostle Paul and co that the people that have turned the world upside down have come here also a day will come we will not turn this world upside down to the world they will say we have turned it upside down but we will turn it upside right Amen. did you hear what I said Amen. you see when apostle paul and co were doing wonders at that level of maturity at that level of unity of faith to the world they said that these people have turned the world upside down what we used to enjoy they used to they used to worship gods like the, the gods like diana is that the name the Zeus god i mean the, the all those the gods of ephesus they were worshiping all kinds of to the extent that sometimes they even put a symbol to the unknown god it's like they were just worshiping anything but Apostle Paul and Co. turned the world upside down. 
to them, it was upside down. But they didn't know they were turning it upside right. They were bringing them to death. Paul used that same phrase, to the unknown God. That unknown God you're talking about is the most high God. He pointed them to the most high God. And I believe that when the body of Christ, this one I'm not talking about just IPR ministries. I'm talking about the entire body of Christ. Look at God's, God's assignment. Look at God's burden. God's burden is to see that one day, and I pray it will happen in our day, that the entire body of Christ will be brought to the unity of faith. Where we are all operating at the highest level of faith, the greatest faith. Say it shall happen in my time. It shall happen, it shall happen in, in my time. day. So my for day. me as a person, I started from that level, but today God would want me to take care of those who still need something before they will believe. All right. Turn with me to Matthew 8. Let me show you some scriptures quickly. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 5 to 10. Matthew 8, 5 to 10. Let me read from the New King James Version of the Bible. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, Capernaum, in a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. I like that confession. Wow. Jesus knew who he is or who he was. And of course, he still knows who he is. I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. The King James says, speak the word only. Did you hear that? Do what? This is what I've been doing for the past two years. Speak the word only. And my servant will be healed. And many have gotten what they have been looking for through the speaking of the word. Yet I still know that there are some people who say that mm -mm, until I see, I will not believe. Verse 9. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes. And to another, come. And he comes. And to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith. No, not in Israel. The New King says, not even in Israel. In other words, the man was not an Israelite. He was, he was a Gentile. Yes, that he was a good man. He had even built a synagogue. If you read the Luke account, he had built a synagogue for them. So he actually sent the, the, the leaders of the Jews to Jesus that let him come and heal my servant. And then Jesus found something about the man that the man was not waiting for oil to be administered, waiting for him to come and stamp his feet. He was not waiting for all these things. But he said that I am a man under authority. When I speak, I don't need to check whether they will do it or not. I know it will be done because I have servants under me. And you are a man of authority. I believe that there are servants working with you, though they are invisible. Did you hear that? Because according to Psalm 103 verse 20, he says, the, he says, blessed be the angels of God that do his commandments, who hearken to the voice of his word. So for the man to believe, this is a, a Gentile believing that if Jesus speaks, it will be done. Meaning that he believed that there were some invisible agents, invisible servants who will attend to Jesus' words. So you speak the word and it will be done. 
when Jesus heard it, he said, no, I've not found this kind of faith. Not even in Israel. And this is the greatest faith. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. This is where all of us are supposed to get to. And then when we get there, the Bible says we are united in the faith. Until then, there will be those who are weak in faith. There will be those who are growing in faith and those who are operating the highest level of faith. I pray. I don't know when God will tell us to do another anointing service because he has not given me that formula. But he has only given me an assignment so that those who have been left out for these two years will also be attended to. That's why the anointing service. But after that, I pray that we will get to the place where we are living independent of any material but dependent on the word only. Somebody say amen. Amen. I wrote something down here. I said the greatest faith is the faith that is dependent on God's word alone and independent of any physical material. Can you turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 1 to 2? Ezekiel the prophet. Chapter 2 verses 1 and 2. Ezekiel said, And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. Then the spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet and I heard him who spoke to me. Please can you take note of the first line of verse 2. The spirit did what? Enter. He said the spirit entered me when he spoke to me. Say the spirit entered me the spirit and when he spoke to me when he spoke to me do you know for the past two years this is what has been happening as a word is spoken the spirit here is the anointing the anointing has been administered for the past two years and yet you didn't know you can testify if you were living right and you have lived according to God's will for the past two years, you are more anointed than you were two years ago. True or not true? Amen. I'm saying true or not true? It's true. Why? Because the spirits, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, the spirit enters. The spirit, the Holy Spirit, the anointing enters whenever the word of God is spoken. The word of God is the highest vehicle, the highest conduit that transmits, that distributes, that releases the anointing. Amen. God can still use other materials other than the word of God which we're going to use today but the highest medium he seeks to use is his word which cannot be seen yet like I said there are those who belong to the Thomas class can I show you that scripture the Thomas class you will see them they are in John 20 John chapter 20 I'll quickly read through 19 through 29. John 20. 19 through 29. Then the same day at evening being the first day of the week. This is the first day of the week, right? When the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. This is a man who had died and risen from the dead. They had shut the doors. Everywhere was closed, but the man just appeared. How will you feel when you have such an encounter? And that's the kind of body we're going to have, mind you. 
an immaterial body that can appear and disappear. You can enter anywhere. If you want to go to Afghanistan, just close your eyes and just think Afghanistan and you are there. It's going to be wonderful. Amen. Oh my God. Verse 20, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the father has sent me, I also send you. 22, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. I have taught on this verse before. That was when they were born again. Nobody could be born again until Jesus Christ rose, I mean, from the dead. So this was when they got born again. Other than that, they wouldn't have waited in Acts chapter 2 for the Holy Spirit. Is that okay? Amen. Verse 23. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiving them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Verse 24. Oh, I like verse 24. Bible says, now Thomas. Some say, now Thomas. Now Thomas. Called the twin. One of the twelve. Some say, one of the twelve. Take note of that phrase, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Someone say, hey, hey. These are the class of people that God says you have ignored them for the past two years. One of the twelve, one over twelve by hundred is what? That's about eight point three percent. Okay, at that time Judas had committed suicide. I hope you know that he had hung himself. So there were not twelve who were guarded. Just that the reporter John mentioned because. He was one of the twelve. But in, in, in actual percentage, it was one over eleven. One over eleven by hundred is nine point nine point one or thereabout. Eight eight point three to about nine point one percent. In other words, approximately ten percent of God's people belong to the Thomas class. And international prayer resort ministries is not an exemption. And look at the parable Jesus gave. It's just coming to my spirit about somebody who owned 100 sheep. Is that not so? And one went astray. What did he do? He left the 99 and went for the one. So if God would take care of 1%, there we not neglect the almost 10%. Amen. Can I say that again? If God would take care of the 1%, there we not neglect the almost 10%. Who belong to the Thomas generation. Do you know what God, Jesus did? Because of Thomas, he came again. In other words, for the Thomas generation, when you say it the first time, they will not get it. You must say it again. When you pray for them the first time, they will not get it. You must pray for them again. The Thomas generation will require that you do something to help them. And I will show you that the first pastor of the first century church did something to help the Thomas generation. Amen. Are, we, are we following? Which verse am I in, please? 26, right? And after eight days, oh, 
His disciples were again inside. All of them again. And Thomas with them. Because of the Thomas generation, Jesus will come again. And he will come and just help. He wants to help. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst of them and said, peace to you. Look at it. He didn't say anything. He just went straight for Thomas to tell you that this time around he came because of Thomas. God is doing this because of the Thomases. Amen. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Meaning that though Jesus was not around when Thomas spoke, he knows all things. I hope you know that. He is a eternal God. God knows every one of us. He knows our doubts. And he does not, look at Jesus. He did not say that, oh yeah, I have been with you for three and a half years. All that I thought. I told you I'm going to die. I told you that I will, raise, I will be raised again. I told you that. Of course, Jesus knew that all of them, including Peter, they had all doubted. And he still came. But for those who are still in the doubting Thomases, he will come again, not to rebuke, but to help. Although he does not like you staying at that level, but he will still accommodate you anyway and help. He didn't say, Oh, yeah, get out of this house. I have been with you, and you say you doubt me until you touch me. Get out. He didn't do that. And I want to say that Jesus will not do that to anybody who Amen. has been in doubt. The word has been communicating anointing, Amen. the spirit has been entering you, faith has been coming. Amen. Through hearing, but you still believe that something must be done. Do you know in this house, people have come to me and they say that, please, can you pray over this oil for me? And I didn't say that I don't use oil here. I prayed over the oil and gave it to them. Are you there? Amen. I did. At least one or two are here presently. I, I did that. Because that is what their faith says will work for them. Help them. So, then, verse 27, right? Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. That Thomas, look, they will believe when they see. We are supposed to see, I mean, we, we are supposed to believe and then ultimately see. But if you want to see and believe, God will help you. He said, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas. Someone said, Thomas. In other words, hey, Thomas. That, that, I can see the impression. He said, hey, Thomas. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That is a class we are all getting to call the unity of faith. But until then, the Thomases will be helped today. If you have already passed the class of the Thomas, don't worry. We'll still administer the anointing. It may not be relevant to you, but at least for the sake of the Thomases, can we do the anointing service? Alright, let me show you some further scriptures and then you understand where we are going to. James. James chapter 5. Apostle James. He was the first pastor of the first century church. The first pastor. And he writing, take note, he was not the James that was first beheaded. Is that okay? He was not the James that was beheaded before Peter was also put in prison. But this was James, the brother of the Lord. The first pastor. 
And I see him as a choleric. Because some of the things that he said were hard. Yet, in his hard speech, he still took care of those who were weak in faith. Mind you, we are talking about those who are great in faith. But there is something about those who are weak in faith. You will see it in James' writing. James 5, verse 14 and 15. He said, Is anyone among you sick? In other words, amongst us, we are not supposed to be sick. In fact, in the Old Testament, there's a scripture that says, And none shall say, I am sick. And none. In other words, it is not the will of God that after we are born again, and after we have, you know, been separated from sin, the fruits of sin will still show in our lives. Yet, Apostle James knows that there is still some people who could still be sick because they may not be at the same level of faith. They may be weak in faith. And when you are weak in faith, nothing that is said will encourage you unless you relate with something that your senses can identify with. Is that okay? So, is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. In other words, let, let him be helped. He needs help. And let them pray over him. Did you see that? So the elders praying over him should have been enough. Then he said, anointing him with what? Oil. To anoint. The Greek word here means to smear with grease or to oil. In fact, it literally means to oil. To smear. In other words, you smear. But is it the oil that is bringing the healing? Take note. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Some say in the name of the Lord. In the name and what is the name of the Lord? Of the Lord? Jesus. Jesus. So in the name of Jesus. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Greek word translated savior means heal the sick. Salvation is an all-encompassing word. It includes being saved from sin and every other effect of sin. And the prayer of faith. So it is a prayer of faith. Faith comes by hearing. As the elders are praying, faith is built. But this person's faith is so weak that he needs an external material like oil that will serve as a conduit to augment his faith or her faith. Something that will boost. I hope you know booster. Sometimes when, you know, you know booster. Even in vehicle performance, these days you go to fuel station, you buy fuel, apart from those who buy V-Power, you know, if you buy, let's say, Super, Sometimes they have something that they will say, can we put it into your tank? Because it will boost the performance of your engine. And indeed, when you put it in, you realize that your engine starts running faster like you bought V-Power. Karabayatayas. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Somebody say amen. Amen. Apostle James, as hard as that man was, the first pastor. The pastoral instinct made him remember that once upon a time they themselves were sent according to Mark chapter 6. Can we go there? Let me show you. Mark 6 and I'm ending with that. Mark 6. They themselves were sent and look at what Jesus sent them to do. Mark 6. Let's take it from verse 7. Verse 7. And he called them to himself. He called the 12 to himself, including Judas. Think about it. Did you see that? He called the 12. At that time, Judas had not betrayed him. Please be careful when the Lord is using you. Don't take it for granted. 
it does not mean that once the Lord is using you, it means you are saved. You must work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Apostle Paul put it this way. He said, lest after I have prayed to others, I myself will be a castaway. So you can be used by God. Yet if you don't take care, your place will not be heaven. It's, it's someone say mercy. Mercy. He called the twelve to himself. Judas was there. And began to send them out two by two. I like that. Someone say two by two. Two by two. This month we'll be doing some evangelism. Two are better than one. It's dangerous for you to go on evangelism alone. To minister to the opposite set alone. In a closet somewhere alone. Two are better than one. Alright. And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out two by two. And gave them power. The Greek word is exosia. He gave them power over unclean spirits. That is authority. They had they have been authorized. He commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bag, no bread, no copper in their money bills. But to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. Hey. Also he said to them, in whatever place you enter a house, say, stay there till you depart from that place. And whoever will not receive you nor hear you, when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. This is a hard message, I'm telling you. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Verse 12. So they, they went out and preached that people should repent. And they cast out many demons. And, and did what? And anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Somebody say amen. Amen. So Apostle James, I believe, Remember that once upon a time when we were sent on a mission field for those who were sick. Here, it wasn't even people who believe in Jesus. These were outsiders. For those who are outsiders, for them, when you talk, especially if the person is sick, he is weak. Have you seen somebody who is sick almost dying before? When you talk, you will be looking. He wants to say something. You snap your hand. You tap your feet. And then you clap. They are the things that people believe work. But see, the word works. Amen. And the word is the highest medium. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus sent the twelve, two by two. They anointed the sick with oil and healed them. Then we find in all the epistles of the New Testament, not even Apostle Paul, nor Peter spoke about anointing with oil. Do you know why? Because they were church planters. They, they will come and do their work and go. But here comes a pastor. The pastor takes care of the weak. The pastor is cognizant of the fact that we are not all at the same level of faith. We should not ignore the almost 10% who can not relate with only the word but with something that will augment their faith. So, though for the past two years the word has been spoken and the spirit has entered people and they have been anointed through the communication of the word, God says that augment some people's faith today by applying oil. Are you there? Yes. Please, are you there? Yes. Can I have Pastor Shabu, please come? So, we have, this is oil. 
for the sake of not advertising anybody's product is oil. Hallelujah. How many believe it's oil? Not from anywhere, but it was bought from a pharmaceutical shop. Is that okay? But as we call it God's conduit, God's medium of transmission, we believe that it will become the avenue by which some people's faith will be augmented. Amen. What for the past two years you have not been able to receive through the preaching and the teaching of the word of God, I pray that through the administration of this oil to anoint every one of us, I pray you receive it today. Amen. Amen.